The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. All right, welcome to the Chronic Podcast, special late night Friday edition. Late night for us, it's not late night for the listeners. Well, it might, it might, it could be. We could, we could post it at like one in the morning. They don't know, Dave. We have plenty to talk about. I mean, the Saints have plenty of cap space now, so we're going to talk about who's left to sign with free agency, and uh, we're going to break down the depth of the offensive line. Uh, we're going to go five deep. Kevin's going to break down the right tackle position. Oh, yeah, and the Saints signed Drew Brees for $100 million, uh, $60 million guaranteed. Um, Kevin, why did it take till today? I mean, if, if I'd have told you this was going to be the contract, it could have got done in March, right? Or Me, you, and Dave were talking five years, six years. We were throwing out all these fucking numbers. We were all throwing out these numbers. We were all throwing out these numbers. Dave's old poll about what is Drew Brees worth per year over the life of a contract, the majority said 20. The overwhelming majority said at least 20. So Drew Brees manages to get $20 million per year over five years, gets to retire a saint, gets to set a record for the contract while giving the team cap space. I don't know how the fuck you pull that off. You get a record deal, and it ends up being a buy-and-it deal that gives the team cap space. To paraphrase Oprah Winfrey, you get a Jimmy John's. You get a Jimmy John's. Everybody gets a Jimmy John's. That's 8.8 million Vito sandwiches. That's a lot of fucking sandwiches that $40 million can buy in year one. In year one. Dave, I heard... In year one. I heard a lot of people... Five-year deal, one for every fucking record he broke this past year. One for every record. Oh, and yeah, no. What? What? A hundred million dollar deal, 60 million guaranteed for a guy who's not even a top five quarterback? Whatever, guy. Okay, I like Twitter. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mike, let uh, me Mike. know. Let me know when Drew Brees smokes your defense. Let me know. Let, let, let me know how, how poor of a quarterback he is when he is bombing the field to Marcus Colston. He's picking fucking Nick Tune up off the, off the slate. He'll pick me out of the fucking row in the carriage and bomb it to me. He will do what he wants. What he wants. Why? Because he's still the best goddamn quarterback going right now, okay? He's fucking Omar from the wire. meets Rick fucking Flair. He's still the best thing going. Like it or not, Chief. Like it or not. I'm fucking pumped today. You are pumped. I was at work. I got the news. I couldn't do a fucking who at work. Instead, my heart was a flutter. All For the rest of the day, my heart was a flutter. It was great. 
to Journal Home, listening to fucking Greatest American Hero soundtrack. It was great. It was great. <laughs> nothing, ain't nothing going to break in my stride. Ain't nobody going to hold me down. Oh, no. I've got to keep on moving. <laughs> Dave, um, you, had a fan, you had a fantastic post uh, of Drew Brees disappearing. Now he's reappeared, but you topped yourself. The only <laughs> thing funnier than my fo- than the phone call I made to my mom when I found out Drew Brees signed and, to- and left a message on her voicemail saying that they broke off negotiations and they traded him to, a- to the Falcons for Matt Ryan and four number one picks. The only thing funnier than that was your post about Goodell suspending Drew Brees. So I know you're feeling kind of frisky today as well. Um, what's your thoughts about the contract? And when did that moment of genius pop in your head that I'm on the day that the Saints finally signed Drew Brees, I'm going to post the thing about Goodell suspending him? Um. Yeah, people thought that I had like been sitting on that for a while, just waiting until they signed Drew Brees and just waiting to to post that. But um, it's actually not true at all. I, I got the idea like literally ten minutes before I I wrote that post. And I mean, I literally put that together in like literally ten minutes, uh, if not less, while I was at work. I, I got the idea. I was just reading the comments from from the post on Canal Street Chronicles. Um, when, when Brees had signed, and, and somebody had said something, and it just sparked my my thing. But you know, people think that I write these satire posts to like fool to fool readers, and I don't I don't really necessarily do it to fool readers. I mean, I, I do it a lot of times. There's a there's a a deeper underlying message here, and obviously with this post, the deeper underlying message is you know it's funny because we've been through so much shit this season, and I don't think any of us would really be that shocked if Gasol said that they were suspending Brees. I mean, there's there's a little there's a little twinge of truth to that to to, to the whole thing, uh, and the reason I write them is just to make people laugh because it's funny. You got to laugh at that. You got to say, "Yep, we've had you know in this off season, uh, you know that just that that would just go along with everything else." Um, so I don't do it to fool people or just to, to make people shit their pants. I, I do it to make people laugh, and I, and I do it because that's kind of what's going on in my head. Um, yeah. But I had not I did not have that planned. Um, you know, it, it just uh, came to me. To be honest with you, what you just said about calling your mother in the Falcons thing, it might have been equally as funny if I wrote some post that says, uh, okay, they got Drew signed and now they've traded him to, to the Falcons. <laughs> that would be pretty funny, too. Yeah, and, and the thing is, my mom, she, she'll check her voicemail, and she, you know, she's in Houston. Uh, my family's in town, so she's out with my sister. And the thing is, my mom probably she was frantic. She probably had to get my my sister to like check her iPhone to make sure that didn't happen. And that's good times. But the thing I like the, the money quote from your satire today was the quote of Goodell. Somebody must have been doing something. So, which was and, 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 and again and again there there lies you know the subtle humor yet the subtle truth to everything is uh, you know obviously none of it's true but. You know, I'm, I'm taking a stab at Goodell and the whole thing, and, and just that this is, you know, this entire process, they, they've only had half half proofs or half evidence, and uh, and, and so I, I just wanted to uh, point that out and illustrate that again, that uh, this whole thing has been some sort of a, you know, somewhat of a joke, and, uh, you know, so, so you know, there, there's, there's, there's more to it than just, uh, you know, fucking with people. Well, 
now, and I tweeted this, that Kevin, sort of, this sort of can officially put a bow on the off-season from hell. I guess maybe the bow will be the press conference where Drew has all the kids and the wife and Tom Benson, and they hug and they say, I love you, I love you more. Um, but now we can sort of get into the football of it, and God, I know it's a it's a, it's going to sound a, it's it's a huge caveat, but besides yeah, not having how they actually have to play football, how many it's besides not having Sean Payton, I love this team in 2012. I love what they did in the offseason, all the actual moves they made. But Bounty Gate sort of washed that away. But to be honest, I love this team, and look. Dallas won a Super Bowl with Barry Switzer, so it's possible. I mean, all Barry Switzer did was drink on the sideline and tell jokes. So, I mean, how good do you feel about this team going into 2012? Now that we're actually not only getting to here's, here's, here's the thing: Barry Switzer at least did shit in Oklahoma. He at least did something before becoming a professional coach. The Colts a few years ago got to the fucking Super Bowl with Jim Caldwell with Jim fucking Caldwell wearing the headset. So basically Peyton Manning was running the fucking show. The Saints are capable of doing the same damn thing. That's true. That's a great point. It is. Jim Caldwell is halfway to dead. <laughs> what do you mean halfway? George Seifert won a Super Bowl. I don't think he did much besides breathe on the sideline. He won two. So, um... It's it's possible. Um, Dave, how much do you think with the void of no Sean Payton, how much do you think Drew Brees is even going to be more in the forefront this year, if that's even sort of possible? He'll definitely be the, the leader of the team, I think, uh, in space. Uh, and, and, to, and to the public and, and also in the locker room. Uh, you know, I, I, I agree with you, Ralph. I mean, I'm, I'm excited about this team. I think they've done a good job improving the defense and the linebackers. Uh, I have two concerns. One is the quarterback, the cornerback situation. Uh, the they don't have, back. they don't have a third or a fourth or a fifth one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, there's just absolutely no depth there. Um, Ironic since for the last two years that was probably their best, uh, their, their strongest, uh, part of the defense. And, and then, and of course, the other aspect is, is the no Sean Payton. And I think, I think really the, the lack of Sean Payton, I think that's the X factor. Um, we can, we can have a million podcasts this offseason and through training camp, and we can have a million posts on Canal Street Chronicles. We can discuss it ad nauseum, but I don't think that, uh, any of us know anything because we just have no idea what the effect of, of not having Sean Payton will be. And like you said, Ralph, I'm excited about the season. Um, I like the team, but I'm a little nervous about the lack of Sean Payton. And it's funny because I really wasn't that concerned uh, up until now. I mean, the entire offseason, I was kind of like, uh, yeah, 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 they'll be fine, blah, 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 not a big deal. Uh, but now that they've gotten Drew Brees signed, I feel like I'm kind of taking everything a little more seriously, and I'm, I'm now looking toward toward training camp and toward the season, and now that I'm actually thinking about it, I think it's starting to actually hit home, and I'm saying, wait a minute, no Sean Payton, this could be, you know, this might be bad. Um, but you're right. I mean, I mean there are instances, I, <laughs> Jim Caldwell, 
I mean, obviously he had to been doing something. He couldn't be as bad as we're making it out to be. But, uh, you know, a quarter, teams can do, be successful with, with, um, with good, uh, with good quarterbacks. I mean, college teams do it all the time. Larry Coker, he won like 20 something straight games. I mean, I think when a head coach leaves the team, it wrote, if you wouldn't have Sean Payton and he was gone for good, I think you would see, Kevin, I think you would see maybe erosion over time as sort of, you know, Sean Payton might be a hard-ass about certain things. The new guy might be a little lax here and there. And you'd see slow erosion over time. But I don't necessarily think in one year the Saints are going to, you know, they were talking on ESPN Radio, you know, could they collapse? Is it is it 6 and 10? Look, as long as number 9 is under center, this team isn't going 6 and 10. I mean, it's... Where? I, I, yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, I mean, it's funny. Uh, on Twitter, I don't know if you guys saw this, but on Twitter, WWLTV tweeted something from Doug Mouton that said, you know, uh, the Saints were a, a, a playoff team with Breeze, and they're a not playoff team without Breeze. And I made some sarcastic comment like, yeah, you know, no shit. Um, <laughs> And, another news of Sky Blue. It's like, that's the most obvious statement I've ever heard any sports analyst ever make. Uh, you know, no fucking shit. Wow. Uh, I thought that was insightful. Yeah, but my, my, my point being is, uh, I don't think that you could say the same thing with Sean Payton. I mean, I think Drew Brees is much more important, you know. I, I don't think you could say with Sean Payton, they're the Saints are a playoff team, and without Sean Payton, they're not a playoff team. Uh, I, I just don't know if that's necessarily true. Um, I think they could easily be a playoff team without Peyton. And I'll say this other thing, before, and I'll let Kevin answer the question that he was asked um, and stop interrupting, but I, I listened to Drew Brees on WWL this evening, and it was a good interview. And um, he had mentioned something that I didn't even know, and that's the fact that Pete Carmichael, he's been with Pete Carmichael for 10 years. Uh, he was with he knew Pete Carmichael uh, in San Diego before he even came to New Orleans. Um, and uh, not that they were intimate, uh, not that they were intimately involved as far as football is concerned, not that they were intimately involved as far as football is concerned when they were together in San Diego, but um, I, I do really think that Pete Carmichael has way more of uh, an influence in this whole thing and is way more of a factor in this offense um, that maybe people realize or maybe people give him credit for. Um, so I, I'm kind of, I, I think I'm hoping or slash banking on the fact that, um, that that's true and that just because Peyton is gone, um, it, it'll be fine as long as they have Breeze and as long as they have Carmichael. Um, so, uh, that's really what I'm, I'm, I'm holding out hope for. Kevin, I forgot the question that I originally asked you, but I think I've, <laughs> yeah. but I, but I think I've thought of a better one. Um, okay. We know that Drew. You're Brees, welcome. We know that Drew Brees is ultra competitive. So, you know, in the history of the NFL, they always say, "Well, Joe Montana, did he win because of Bill Walsh, or did Bill Walsh win because of Joe Montana? Did Holmgren win because of Favre? You know, did Chuck Noll win because of Terry Bradshaw and the great?" Deal? Well, now Drew Brees has the opportunity to win without his coach, and when his legacy at the end of his career is written. If he wins the Super Bowl this year with all the bullshit, with all the bounties, with the coach being gone, that is something that I think could be a huge sort of legacy 
I don't know what you want to call it, a chip or whatever, where it could bump him up into the pantheon, and you could say, yeah, remember, Drew Brees, he got the three Super Bowls, and he won two of them. Oh, yeah, and the one that he won, his head coach was suspended for the year. And I think Drew Brees is the kind of guy that might think about that and might use it to push himself even more. Absolutely, but I tell you what, as fans, you know what? Fuck trying to move a goalpost back on ourselves as fans, saying, "Well, if if Drew Brees doesn't, if the Saints don't win the Super Bowl this year, then then this thing was a giant failure, and woe is us, and all that kind of bullshit." And, and, and Drew Brees' legacy is somehow sullied. No. no, 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 no. Let's let's not do that. Let's just go in again. It's how it's fucking house money this season. And whatever happens, and honestly, I got, I, I just got a good vibe. I'm feeling fucking positive. If they make the playoffs, that's fucking gravy. If they actually get to the Super Bowl, win or lose at that point, Breeze's legacy, you can't claim this system quarterback bullshit. I mean, look, I get annoyed by the system quarterback bullshit com- comparisons anyway, you know, because you, you hear that shit about Joe Montana. And you even hear that shit about Tom Brady. You know, Tom Brady wouldn't have been shit with Bill Belichick and, 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 and that kind of shit. Well, Bill Belichick wasn't winning dick until he got his hands on Tom Brady. And fucking Bill Walsh, uh, was doing okay, but he fucking won some shit when he got, when he got Joe Montana to run his system. I mean, you know, at, at, at what point, at what point do you stop saying it's the coach? Or oh, it was just the player, and you finally, and, and do we finally just say, you know what, the coach was good, but he needed the players to prove that he is a good coach. And yeah, the coach is good, but the players, or or, or yeah, the, the player had talent, but he needed to be in the have the right coach yeah. and maybe the right system to demonstrate that he could be a fucking world beater. Drew Brees wasn't like this in San Diego. No. Drew Brees no. showed no flash of being a fucking world beater. He's a world beater now. He had no flash of, of, of a world beater in San Diego. Yeah. Fuck, if Drew Brees was just the same guy he was in San Diego, which I'd still be happy. We're like, you know, we'd be a fucking competitive team. We'd be confident. We have a quarterback that, you know, gives a shit that doesn't grin like a fucking idiot after throwing an interception, and I'd be happy. <laughs> Because that's the way we are. But no, Breeze fucking morphed into a destroyer of football worlds. And I think having Sean Payton and ha- and seeing and and going to the brink, and by the brink I mean his career, see, looking over the edge, realizing what was going on, and realizing that the fucking coaching staff that he had with him, and said, you know what, fuck this, I got to morph, I got to turn into something else, and he did, and you know, rest is history. Well, yeah. So, I mean, so it's it, it's both. I mean, they're both intrinsically linked. And you know, to to try and say, oh, one, you know, one needed the other. Hey, fuck. Maybe that's true. Maybe that's yeah. true. But well, I mean, what are you going to do at that point? You're going to go back in time and pretend Bill Belichick and Tom Brady weren't together. No, You're but pretend I mean, Joe Montana and and Bill Walsh weren't hooking up together, or or no. Chuck Noll wasn't coaching up guys. But, but they never had the opportunity. To win the suit, they had never had to, you know, you can, oh, oh, you can look oh, at it. I know exactly, I know exactly what you're going. If Breeze, if Breeze accomplishes 
the, the seemingly impossible feat, on top of the fact that his head coach isn't there, on top of the fact that the team went through such fucking turmoil during the offseason, if they get to the Super Bowl, again, win or lose, it just adds to his legacy. Now, if they fucking get there and win, and win, they're winning without their coach. They're winning with restrictions. They're the first team in, 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 in pro football history to win in their own building. At that point, bring out the horse, put him on it, and have, and have him ride off in the fucking sunset like Indiana Jones because that shit is over. <laughs> that shit's over. You can win two Super Bowls and you belong in the discussion with fucking Montana and Bradshaw. Well, actually, fuck, he's, he's, he's a better quarterback than Terry Bradshaw, but he belongs in that discussion with Montana and Bart Starr and those fellas. If he, if, if, they, if he happens to win it this year with all the bullshit, with all the bullshit going on. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, I just, it's an, that's the feather in the cap. That's the yeah. feather in the cap. But let's not act like if it doesn't happen that somehow it it it, it makes him less of a person. No, it does not. It let's, just make sure, let's just make sure we don't we don't beat ourselves up for that. Well, Dave, who 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 blinked today? Did the Saints <laughs> blink, or did Drew Brees blink? Uh that's a good question. That is a real good question. Uh, that might be post-worthy right there. <laughs> uh, I'm serious. Um, you know, I, I, I think any answer I give is, is just going to be an absolute bullshit out of my <laughs> ass answer because, I mean, you know, we really don't know. We don't know what the hell yeah. is going on behind closed doors. We don't know, you know, we hear these reports or we, we read these reports, we hear the speculation, um, I don't, I, you know, what's, what, what's the line from Curtis through the great sign? Believe, uh, half of what you hear and whatever. Uh, I, so, I, I mean, for me to say something, for me to give an answer is just making shit up. That being said, I'll give you an answer. No, I, uh, <laughs> I would, I guess, I guess my guess would be, uh, perhaps maybe Drew Brees, Drew Brees aside. Simply because, I mean, yes, he's making uh, more than any other player in history, but, I mean, it's not that much more. I mean, you know, he he, he only got a little bit more than than what Peyton Manning's getting this year. Uh, You know, it's not $23 million, $22 million or anything like that. Yeah. Um, And, uh, you know, I would say the holdup was definitely, now that we know, a little bit about the contract, the details of the contract. I still think that the holdup was with guaranteed money and just how it was going to be structured. I think probably the the, the Saints, the organization, was had a certain numbers in mind when it came to the guarantees uh, because they had a certain goal that they wanted to get to with with their salary cap space. Um, and. I'm assuming that that's what the holdup was, and they wanted it structured a certain way so that it would work well with the with the salary cap, because because the effect that the new deal has on the salary cap, or or, or the lack thereof, or, or the, the minimal effect it has on the cap, uh, is a truly brilliant piece of, of, of yeah, work. Yeah, how do you pay a how do you pay a guy forty million in right. the first year? The cap goes down, and 
just looking at this deal, it's like he gets forty million, then he gets nineteen, then he gets one. Um, right. so I hope in the third. And I imagine. Right, and so I, I imagine, like we speculated all along, that that was what was holding it up, and it seems like, like we, like we're both agreeing here. It seems like it's a very fair, it's a very friendly deal for the Saints as far as the cash base is concerned. So if we're talking about, if we're trying to decide who blinks first, I mean, it seems like the Saints got what they needed or what they wanted. So I would, I guess, I would say Drew Brees, but but the real answer is nobody fucking knows. Nobody. Yeah. Um, I tell you what. It's, 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 yeah. You know what? Here's 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 the way I'm. I'm sorry, gonna, here's I'm the way I'm gonna I, 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 I said Ke- I said I said nobody knows except Kevin Hell. Go ahead, Kevin. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, well, 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 you know, you, you you did you did awaken me a little bit by saying, oh, it's just bullshit conjecture anyway. So hey, we specialize in that here. Right. Oh yeah, dude. I I live it. So <laughs> here's how I'm spinning it. Here's how I'm gonna go to bed thinking about it. That all Drew wanted to do. Obviously, he wanted to get paid, but he wanted to accomplish something pay-wise that would set a nice precedent for few for, for guys that get to where he is and and gets them in a good spot for negotiating down the road for other guys. You know, fuck Aaron Rodgers is going to be there soon. I thought Aaron uh, Rodgers' you know, contract was up sooner. He's still got like three more years to go. I mean. Who's the happiest, uh, you know, who's the happiest NFL player today besides Drew Brees? Um, what's his face? Uh, Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, maybe. I, I was trying to think, I was trying to think of somebody else. He was the guy that came to mind. Um, I mean, I mean, look, hey, if, if, you know, if he doesn't get hurt, if he actually doesn't get hurt the next few years and keeps putting up great numbers and he's thrown over four, you know, over 4,500 yards, Matt Stafford could be in a real good position. Yeah, true. You know, true. I mean, all he's got to do is chuck that shit up to Megatron and and not get hurt. Yeah. And the, the, I mean, the that's like literally all you have to do. You right. Literally, the just have to put some somewhere somewhere within a five foot range of Megatron, and uh, chances are pretty good he's going to come down with it. Yeah. Uh, right. So, so you know. I'm, I'm thinking Drew wanted to get his money, and at the same time wanted to set it so that way guys in the future would 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 have a nice precedent to 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 show. And then the Saints come up and they're like, okay, here's the deal we got, and this helps the cap, this helps us. And Drew was like, okay, great, I'll take that deal. I get my money. I get a big fucking load of money up front. It does stuff for the for the players' association going forward. And the team is and the team isn't hurt by it, so win all around. Uh, so let, let, let's sign it because you know I had I had somebody at work try and fucking rain on my parade, saying, "Wow, tw- you know, twenty million a year," and then they found that it was forty million up front, and they said, "Jesus, boy, he's he's really holding them uh, he's really holding them hostage." And I said, "No, dude." That's forty million. Only ten of that's going against the cap this year. They're going to spread the rest of that out, and he just saved them a ton of cap space. Saved them a ton of cap space. And I and I said, you know, you don't think that Jerry Jones or Dan Snyder or some other jackass would would have paid him twenty three million dollars per year? No, I mean, and, and given and given him and given him a, a more money because that shit would have happened. Oh Drew my Brees god! Yeah, I I I, I, I agree. Could have gotten more money. He could have gotten more money out there. 
Let me so, tell you, if, again, if been, again, this makes Drew Brees still look good. Yeah, still look I mean, good. Yeah, it came up to the eleventh hour, and it's a goddamn, it's goddamn ridiculous that the team couldn't get him to a contract extension two years ago. But you know, past his prologue and all that horse shit and manifest destiny and whatever. But it came to the eleventh hour, and when and. You know, when we were all loading uh, our, our fucking guns, ready to go wreak havoc, both sides realized, okay, we got to get, you know, they got the deal done, and Breeze ends up coming out looking great because of everything I just said. And goes on the interview, which I didn't hear, I only read a couple of quotes, basically says, hey, I get to retire Saint now, that's what I always wanted, I'm so happy with the team and the city and the fans and all that kind of stuff and who that nation, and saying all the right things. He's saying all the right things. That's great. He's He has played this thing about as well as you can, given that it came to the 11th hour. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, with Drew Brees, he's just so calculated. He just does, he doesn't say or do the wrong thing in public. He just, Dave, he, I mean, some people could say it's, manufactured, and it's only the image we see. We don't know the real Drew Brees, whatever. That may be true. All I know is, dude has an image that he wants to project, and he just sticks to it, and he just doesn't, even throughout this whole thing, like Kevin just said, he just doesn't really slip up. I mean, when when he did the interview, and he was kind of a little bit perturbed, just like like 5%. People were like, oh, my God, Drew Brees, you sound really down today. And he, he didn't say anything negative or, or really at all. It was just like he wasn't his normal cheery self, and we did a podcast on it. I mean, I guess my question is, were you at all surprised that for a negotiation to drag out this long, that it didn't get contentious really in the least? No, these things usually don't. I mean, they don't care. You know, the people know it's business. You know, Drew knows the business. Um, the team, obviously, is business to them. Uh, and, and i got to say, I'm pleasantly surprised that it got done today. Um, I, you know, there was there was a, re- a report from Florio that a, that a New Orleans, that a particular New Orleans media outlet, um, and the best thing about New Orleans is that there's, like, three. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it isn't like New York, you know, where it's like when you say that, it's like, oh, who could it be? Uh, you know, when they say that about New Orleans, it's like, oh, was it the, was it the Times Picker or was it WWL? It was one of those two. Um, but uh, but I'll tell you why it got done today, and, and I think if, if 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 you were a betting man, you probably have to bet on today uh, because technically Monday is the deadline. But you know, good goddamn and well that those people that are negotiating this contract uh, they don't want to work on the weekend. Uh, they don't want to be dealing with this shit on Saturday and Sunday, and they sure as hell don't want to work wake up on Monday. And only have a few hours, you know, to get something done. Uh, so today was really the, the deadline, uh, as far as the people that were involved were concerned, because, you know, they want to go play golf and they want to go do whatever, uh, it's Friday. Um, and you think I'm joking, but I, I, I'm fairly serious about that. I'm, I, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm sure that that's, there's a, there's a lot of truth to that. No, that's a, that's a, that's a really good thought. And then, and, you know, I don't know if the Saints will ever have a – they'll have another franchise player come up, whoever they tag. And I'm going to try to remember what you just said 
whenever the right. deadline is, the weekend before, and predict right. that it'll get done. Yeah. Uh, you know, the people that are doing this whole thing, they're people just like you and me, and they got lives, and they got families. Uh, and I don't know about you, but Tom, Tom, uh, kind of I don't, I don't like working on the weekends. Uh, I, I don't enjoy working on the weekends. Uh, but, uh, you know, Drew Brees is, he's becoming this machine, and I mean that both on the field and I mean that off the field. I mean, he is really becoming this PR machine. You know, he's got people around him, he's got a team, he's got the charity, he's got his, uh, you know, his hand in so many different pots, um, which is smart of him. He's, in, he's you know, he's insulating himself and preparing himself for, for life after football, although his contract pretty much takes care of all that. Um, you know, all you need to do is just invest in a few smart stocks and he'll be fine. And so will his great, great, great grandchildren. But, uh, you know, he's, he's becoming this, this PR machine. And I think with that, um, I, I think, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I've noticed it. I just have, feel like I've noticed a few more people sort of kind of take shots at him and, and, you know, Sean Pamphlin's the one, but he's got, uh, peculiar motives, but I've heard other people. And you know, a mental that, illness, perhaps. Yes. Well, yeah, right. But I've heard, you know, I've heard of other people that you know have not so nice things to say about Drew. That you know, he's just, you know, he, he basically has this this attitude that he can do he can do whatever he wants, and uh, you know, whatever Drew says goes. And uh, and I don't know whether it's true or not. It's certainly believable. But um, you know, these negative comments come up, and I think that that's actually a sign that you know. You're you're getting to that next level of of I, I don't know fame slash power slash um, whatever. Uh, but I mean he's he's making a name for himself not just in New Orleans but across the country. Uh, you know people are not it's not just people in New Orleans that are talking about this contract. It's NFL fans all over all over the, the country uh, just because of what it means and it's, it's a huge contract and it has other implications. Uh, and of course he's won the Super Bowl. He's He's building a brand is really kind of what I'm trying to say. He's trying to build the Drew Brees brand. Yeah, I mean, I I, I get the sense that he's going to – I got the sense that he's going to be doing something or he wants to do something major. Maybe it's politics or something after football. I don't yeah. see him I – don't, I don't see him on an ESPN set. No, 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 no. He's, he's going to do – yeah, he's going to – yeah, he's gonna be more like Bono, you know. He's he's gonna do more like, you know, he, he's gonna like be, you know, saving the saving the world and and shit like that. I mean, he wants to do something serious. Uh, he doesn't want to yeah. do something. Not, not that being a, <laughs> not that being a TV NFL analyst on you know on, on football. Not that that's frivolous or 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 not worthwhile. But uh, you know, yeah, Drew, I think I get very much get the impression that Drew wants to do something like you said, just sort of big and whether it's politics or not uh, remains to be seen. I, I, you know, I don't know whether I would vote for Drew. That's another good post. If, if Drew becomes a politician after he retires, would you vote for him? Uh, uh, I don't know either. I, I really don't know either. The thing of po- a little too religious for me. I like politics and I follow it, but I have to say totally off topic, I was horrified <laughs> that ESPN is now going to uh, allow – Political ads to run during the football season because they figured out that they can make a shitload of money. Um, so thanks, ESPN. That's I was hoping that on Saturday and Sunday I would be sort of I would have like a bubble away from seeing bad Senate ads 
in the state of Texas, but apparently not. Now, I don't think we want to get Kevin started on politics. No, we don't. I like Kevin. Oh, 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 don't go. You don't get to crack. You know, there's no cracking open Pandora's box. That shit is either closed or it's open, brother. Closed or open. If he wants to rent the public office, guess what? You know what what he's got to do? Wear the fucking Super Bowl ring and then stand up behind a giant, those giant unfurling banners. And then unfold it, and it's that picture of him in fucking Guantanamo laying on the ground with a flak jacket, firing off some fucking rounds, and he will win going away. But with going like, away. Uh, that, with that, like he doesn't even have to debate. Mozart playing in the background, or God bless America. Yeah, God, you could be a campaign. Yeah. You could be a campaign manager, Kevin. I'm t- <laughs> listen. I'm telling you, uh, uh, you know. Drew, what, what, Drew, what, what is what is your stance on on uh on uh on the fair tax or, or you know what, what's what, what's your stance on that? Uh, well, to be quite honest, Devery, go deep. That's <laughs> that's not that's what I'm going to tell him. Devery, go deep. All right, blue forty two, blue forty two. That's my stance. You know, all he's got to you know, Drew, we'd like to get your closing statement, and he has to do that one two, you know, eight nine win again thing. And that's his closing statement. He's not losing. He's not Remember losing. those six touchdowns I threw in the Super Bowl that was in the Superdome and the Saints won 56-10? to 10? That's my yeah. fucking platform, bitches. Uh, right. Kevin, um, you know, I know the media in America sort of turned against, you know, the Saints were warm and cuddly in 2009. And America was happy that they won. Now they're against, you know, the bounties. They're They're evil. They injure, oh my god, uh, Jonathan Vilma, he's throwing out cash like a mobster. Is it possible with Drew Brees signing and, and, you know, America pretty much loves Drew Brees. Is it possible? No, 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 they don't. No, they don't. You go to, look at fucking Twitter. Look at fucking Twitter. These, these, these people are waiting. They are waiting to find out that Drew Brees has an army of Filipino children attending to his fingernails when he gets home. That's what they're waiting. That's what they're waiting to find out. Okay, so you're saying that there's no possible way that this could be a momentum turn for America to sort of fall back in love with the Saints, that it's still oh, as no way to say NWO, the Saints against everybody? It's Oh, it's absolutely NWO. It's absolutely NWO. Any ch- any Absolutely. Chance, it's any, anti-hero at best. If any, Drew Brees just ruthlessly and methodically lays waste to defenses and the Saints are grinding out victories, and, and, and as long as they do things on the field and as long as they just keep answering the questions in a bland way, the right way, all that kind of shit, the, you know, I mean – the media will fucking take care of itself because as far as I'm concerned, the national media can sit and spin on it. The national media isn't going to say anything bad about Drew Brees. They just won't give him full props. Well, that's all. Is there, Dave, is there, is there sort of, is it possible that Drew Brees could sort of, sort of, keep projecting this attitude that he sort of had on Letterman, whereas, like, you know, I haven't seen any of this evidence, and sort of, 
not be a bad guy, but sort of be kind of a, in his press conference, post-game, sort of stick it to Goodell and stick it to the NFL. Not overtly, but just little bitty jabs and sort of maybe behind the scenes. He's really rah-rah, fuck Goodell, fuck the NFL. They're trying to fuck us. We're going to win the Super Bowl, guys. Is is it sort of maybe that's a little bit possible? And if you read between the lines, you'll be able to see some fun shots that will take a Goodell in post-game interviews. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, is it possible? Of course, anything's possible. Um, we'll have to wait and find out and kind of hear yeah, what is better. Yeah, I, I, I know. Well, you know, the second part of my answer is, I mean, I, if you if you if you look for it hard enough, you will find it. Uh, you know, I think if you want it to be true, um, you can you can you can will it you can will it to be true. Uh, you know, you can you can come up with examples and twist them around and explain them in a way that satisfies you. Um, I mean, that's pretty much that's pretty much what religion is in our country. So, I mean, I figure you could probably uh, you could probably do that with a few Drew Brees clips. I want. I just want Drew Brees to be in a press conference after they drop 50 on the Redskins and be like, did you like that 50 burger, Goodell? We got 50 more weeks of that. Phony that. That's what I want. That's what I want. He won't say that. He'll, he'll, you know, he's going to continue, he's going to continue giving the, the, his usual rhetoric that he's always on a sense of, you know, blase. I, I want, I, I want a knowing glare. That's what I want. I want a knowing glare. Listen, he doesn't have to do. He doesn't have to do the Ric Flair strut. He doesn't have to do. Uh, he doesn't have to, you know, do any posing or anything like that. I just want, you know, somebody to ask him a couple of questions and for him to just maybe just kick his head back and be like, well, you know, I don't know. Let me ask you maybe. this. Let me ask you this, Kevin. Is it possible that you, during the year? That another team, uh, a team that the Saints are playing an upcoming week, could be a random week, could be a random team. I don't know who, what team might do it. But that they would sort of mouth off at the Saints about the bounties or about something. Yeah. Oh, that's going to happen. That's guaranteed to happen. What team do you think it might be? Please say Atlanta. Atlanta, Tampa, Carolina, all three of them will do it. You all think three they're going to do it? And, you and, think they're going to do it? get the Saints? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Somebody's going to pop off. Steve, look, uh, look I, I, admire, I admire Steve Smith. Steve Smith will pop off. Steve Smith will pop. He, Steve Smith will run his mouth, and that's fine because you know what? Steve Smith. Steve Smith's going to be – they're going to be begging him to play defense because the defense can have no fucking answer. No answer, okay? You want to bomb it? You want to lob it deep? You want to let Cam, uh, Cam Newton run? Fine. Uh, tell your defense that they got to step up then because otherwise you're going to keep losing 35-30, 30, 33-30, 30, 42-35. Gonna, that's going to be Cam Newton's future for the next five years when they play the Saints. Welcome, welcome to your life, Cam. It is ending one game at a time for the next five years. Welcome, Matt. Matt Ross, Atlanta. You want to? The Atlanta defense want to write checks that Matt Ryan's arm will not fucking cash. Oh my God! Please, please. Is there, is there, 
please come down to the fucking bank and try and deposit that check. That fucking check will bounce bigger than a fucking uh, basketball at a rigged carny game. Okay? Who? That shit is going to bounce. Who? Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, what do you what? What, what are you bringing? What are you bringing? Josh Freeman? What are you bringing? Who's the comparison? Who who do you compare Matt Ryan? I'm trying to think of a quarterback to compare Matt Ryan to because he's been so awful in playoff games. Tony um, Romo. Yeah, but Tony Romo's won a playoff game. And didn't he, get he did? didn't get shut out. Yeah, he beat the Eagles two years ago. And then he got yeah, and then what? Then he got dump trucked in Minnesota. Um, it, 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 it's been so long, I damn forgot. What's that? I, it's been so long. I, I, I don't think of Tony Romo as a competent quarterback in the postseason. And don't worry, we'll hear that too. We'll hear that. Oh, Drew Brees. Drew, Drew Brees still isn't a competent quarterback in the postseason. Hell, we just have people still making arguments. He can't win a road playoff game. We still have people. We I have some jackass who tweeted that he didn't. He has to win a road playoff game. Okay, whatever you do, don't okay. tell that to Peyton Manning. Don't tell Peyton Manning. Don't tell yeah. him that. Dave, I didn't fucking know. My, I didn't know New Orleans's fucking border extended uh, <laughs> fucking fifteen hundred miles to the South Atlantic Florida. Atlantic. I was unaware of that. I was unaware of that, but but apparently apparently there are a lot of uh, fucking clauses in the Louisiana Purchase that we were unaware of, and that the boundary actually still extends to Miami. Unaware, didn't know. Dave, you're the analytical sort, and you can break things down and have a clear, Dave. rational view of it. What you I mean, can't? What the, sometimes you can't help, but you know sometimes not. You get emotional about things. That's why that's why we have you on the show. Yeah, Dave, <laughs> this is a five-year contract for Drew Brees. How many more years does he have in the top five quarterbacks in the NFL? Five? Five, five? years? Five? Wow. It means he'll sure, be... why not? That's a bold call. It is. Yeah, why not? What the hell? I like that. Sure, it's five. Yeah. Kevin. No, you know it's funny. Well, before Kevin can take over in one second, but but on the during his interview today again on WWL, I'm referencing that again. But uh, you know, I was I was I think I got the most pumped about this whole situation and, and the future of the Saints uh, when Drew said that he feels great and he feels like he can play another 20 years. Uh, he said those exact words, and that got me super pumped. So. Uh, you know, he could be like Brett Favre. He might play like till 40, 41. Who knows? Yeah, and as it gets harder, as they make it uh, harder and ho- harder and harder to hit quarterbacks, uh, that might actually be true. My brother asked me, "What year will they will they ban tackling?" <laughs> Two thousand fourteen. <laughs> um, Kevin, this this whole sort of off season has just been um let's say different that's a fair word that's a nice word tumultuous 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 annoying um at what point 
did you wonder if there was anything at what point did you say this this can't get any worse uh will it ever end was there was there was there a point in the i guess in the there's a, my question is after a long ramble was there a point in the off season where you were just very very concerned or worried about the future of the saints as we knew them that it that that sort of like oh my god this is this is really this 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 fun ride for 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 6 years this whole thing is going to fucking fall apart was there ever a point in the off season where you thought that um was there i mean yeah there were a couple of points where i thought that i mean i can't pinpoint it specifically but most of that most of that came most of that came uh maybe in the last month you know, it's like it's, still, it's like you still say, well, fuck, they got they still got time to get a deal done, but then at the same time you, you're saying, hey, wait a minute, we're closer to the deadline than we were the end of the season. So, you know, how's about getting this deal done? And then you know, deal's not getting done, and it's not getting done. And both sides are just still saying all the right things, you know. Oh, we want to get it, you know. When we get a deal done, we got to find something that's good for me and good for them and all that kind of stuff and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, yeah, talk is cheap. Clock keeps ticking. And suddenly, suddenly it enters your head. Wait a minute. Uh, what if he decides not to fucking sign? What if he decides, fuck it, I'm just going to wait till like, week 10 to show up. Oh, my God. And the Saints are, like, the Saints are, like, three and seven by that point. And Chase Daniel is, uh, you know, getting murdered. Uh, both on the field and and on talk radio and all that, and and Drew's got to go walking into that, and then maybe Drew starts getting bashed a little because he waited until week ten. Or fuck, what if he decides, fuck it, I'm not going to ride in in week ten and not be prepared and maybe get hurt, so I'm done for the year. You know, it, it's it's look, the, the mind concocts a lot of crazy shit. And you're sitting around waiting for something. I mean, shit, it's, it's, it's like waiting. It's like giving your number to the real cute girl that you met out at the club and bar, and you're like, call me. And she's not calling. And you're like, well, fuck. Is she going to call me? Maybe she'll call me tonight. Maybe she'll call me tomorrow morning. Maybe she'll call me tonight. Maybe she'll call me tomorrow during the day. I don't know. She hasn't called me yet. And then next thing you know, you know, she doesn't fucking call, and you try Facebooking her, and, uh... She blocks you. And right, you're preemptively blocked. So it's like, what the fuck? And the next thing you know, she's hanging out in Dallas with some, uh, old douchebag. Oh, that is, that is just the best, Kevin. You always just ramble, you, you're off, I think you're off the road, and you just bring it back right on smooth. That's why you're special. Um, Dave, uh, this off season has, has been a clusterfuck. I would, I would say that's fair to say, but we're getting, brilliant word. what's that? That's a brilliant word for this situation. Yep. The, the clusterfuck of 2004, but we're 10 days, we're, 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 we're right near training camp. Um, so I'm, I'm going to end on an actual football question instead of just foolishness like we normally do. What 
in training camp, now that we've got everything done, what in training camp, either one thing or a couple of things, are you going to be having your eye on and be like, that's important, that shit's got to get fixed or straightened out, or I've got to see something that makes me feel comfortable about it, um, whether it's the kicking game or the secondary or the backup linebacker, what are you going to be paying attention to in training camp? Uh, well, I mentioned it earlier, secondary is uh, probably my main concern, um, cornerbacks and also safeties. Uh, definitely looking at that. And um, I'll, I'll be looking at linebackers, too. I mean, uh, every offseason we always say upgrade linebacker, upgrade linebacker, upgrade linebacker. I think this year, this year, Dave. You sang <laughs> one podcast. Yeah, and I did say. And... Um, and I mean they've addressed it. I mean it's not like they've 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 just ignored it. They've addressed it, but they've never addressed it uh, to the extent that they have this off season. Um, but all of that is is just talk right now, and that, those are just names on on paper and staff on paper. Uh, we haven't seen any of that, so uh, I will be looking at the linebackers just as much as the secondary to see if all of this talk and all of these new names and all this improvement that we've heard so much about, Curtis Lofton, Chris Chamberlain, David Hawthorne, uh, if, if it's all going to actually pan out on the field um, or they're all going to get injured uh, week one. Kevin, I'm going to ask you two questions. One is a serious one. Uh, what are you looking forward to and paying attention well, I, to most? Well, I, mean, I, answered, I answered this one last week, and it was the secondary just because I just – I mean, look, I'm not going to be able to watch any of the damn uh, training camp. Uh, I'm not going to be able – I'm likely not going to be able to see any of the damn preseason games. If, you know, the Hall of Fame games. All right, I'll get to watch – I'll get to watch Drew Brees throw one series, and I'll get to watch the starting defense work for two series, maybe. But, you know, I, I, I suppose I'll look and see how the secondary is doing because, you know, as I've said before, I want to make sure that – Spagnolo knows that you got to fucking double cover the hot guy. That's all. And and I'm curious to see how often he is going to blitz to see if he's going to go ape shit pivot like his predecessor or if he'll uh, try and disguise it. Blitz in preseason games. And Kevin, this is the question that I think America wants to answer. Uh Uh, How many times is Chris Collinsworth going to say bounty <laughs> when the Saints open the NFL season and how many shots will you do each time he says the word bounty uh, I can't I, I don't know about the, 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 the drinking game on that because I may end up killing myself as a result I'm already a high stress individual I, I don't know if you can detect that uh, in all the years <laughs> that you've known me but I, 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 have, I have a habit of getting a of getting a little bit excitable. Uh, so I don't know if adding booze to that mix would be such a great idea. We might have uh, to do a live post-game show for that one. Right. Um, I would definitely I would definitely set the number of times that Bounty is mentioned. Uh, same thing as contract difficulties and all that sort of stuff. I will certainly set the over-under on the first game at maybe 27 and a half. I'm going over. Yeah, me too. Oh my God, that is, that's, they'll have that by the middle of the second quarter. 
<laughs> I got it. It's a preseason game. Al Michaels, he barely even calls fucking plays during the game. He doesn't even. He, he doesn't even. He'll just start talking about his house in Maui during a preseason game. Jesus Christ! Well, I, Kevin, I, I, I tell you what. I tell you what. I'll throw. I tell you what. I'll throw this in too. I'll throw in the number of times that Sean Payton's suspension is thrown in, and oh, then I'll yeah. throw in. And I'll jack that up to maybe, I'll make the total number at that point 39 and a half. And then I'll throw on top of that the number of times Al Michaels butchers the name New Orleans. <laughs> and, and I'll, and I'll go from 39 and a half to, to 79 and a half. Because if there's one thing that Al Michaels loves doing, it's fucking butchering a city's name. Let me ask you this, Dave. The day after the Hall of Fame game, uh, after, after Al Michaels talks to Sean Payton on the phone in the middle of the second quarter, which I thoroughly believe is going to happen, is Mike Florio going to write a post and ask if that's a violation of Sean Payton's suspension? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, he will. And maybe he'll have a point. I don't know. Is it, You know, and... I said we'll end. We're going to end on this, and then we're going to wrap this thing up. We've gone, yeah. we've gone long enough. It's just, I'm, just having, I'm just having such a good time just playing MC and letting Kevin go and letting you go. It's just so much fun. But when, Kevin, when is Sean Payton going to sort of surface and – Wait, you didn't see him dancing on the dance floor in the Bahamas? No, I mean like like giving an interview or doing something productive that doesn't involve drinking and banging banging women. Kevin, <laughs> if I'm Sean Payton, not anytime soon, Chief. Not anytime soon. I am. I am. Listen, I am hanging out on Jimmy uh, on Jimmy Buffett's tour bus, and I am uh, wearing my Tommy Bahama shirt. And and I am I am attempting to grind on some fucking young twenty year old. That's that is my existence. And and whenever I'm not in a state of uh, drunkenness or living in Margaritaville, I'm basically taught. I'm basically hanging out with my kids. It's it's kids, and then out and about screwing around because you know, you know, Mr. Goodell doesn't want me uh, doing anything football related. Fine. I will make damn sure that I've got my Saints cap turned backwards as I'm grinding up against, uh, as I'm grinding in between, uh, two chicks down at, uh, down at the Apollo. Dave, I think that's just a wonderful way and a classy way to end this podcast. Would you agree? Absolutely. I concur. And on that note, gentlemen, uh, for our fearless leader, Dave, for Kevin Held, who was, uh, he was borderline crazy or magnificent tonight. I can't make up my mind. Uh, for both of them, I'm Ralph Marlboro. It's almost football season, and all the Saints bullshit offseason is done. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, 
You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. 